0: This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. We wish you a warm welcome from the Christian Crusaders. Who do we as religious people love to loathe? Can you imagine attending a banquet where all these undesirables were in attendance? Well, Jesus willingly did exactly that. Let's learn more about friendship in today's message entitled... Jesus, Friend of Sinners.
1: It would be a bleak, difficult, and lonely life journey if we had no friends along the way. I hope that you have many friends in your life. They are a tremendous blessing. But would you say that Jesus is one of your friends, and does it make a difference? It's important for us to not only remember that in Jesus Christ, God offers us friendship, but that Jesus is the friend of sinners. Let's pray. Lord God, in our worship today, open our minds and hearts to understand the word of God for us. In the story of Levi, the tax collector, hearing Jesus call him to follow, I pray that we would again hear you call us to follow you in faith as well. Open us up to believe, and to follow. In Jesus' name, Amen. Today's gospel is recorded in Luke chapter 5, beginning with verse 27. Jesus went out and saw a tax collector by the name of Levi sitting at his tax booth. Follow me, Jesus said to him. And Levi got up, left everything, and followed him. Then Levi held a great banquet for Jesus at his house, and a large crowd of tax collectors and others were eating with them. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, who belonged to their sect, complained to the disciples, Why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? Jesus answered them, It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick, I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Dear hearers of God's word, grace and mercy and peace are always for you, from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Friendship is a true gift. Who is in your circle of friends? And would you consider Jesus to be one of your friends? The Bible begins with the assertion, it is not good for man to be alone. We were created for companionship, for love, for relationships. Someone has written, A friend is one to whom you can pour out all the contents of your heart, chaff and grain together, knowing that the gentlest of hands will take and sift it, keep what is worth keeping, and with a breath of kindness, blow the rest away. Here are some other thoughts about friendship. A friend is one who multiplies joy and divides grief. A friend is one who understands my silence. A friend is a volume of sympathy bound in flesh. A friend is one who walks in when everybody else walks out. Helen Keller said, I would rather walk with a friend in the dark than alone in the light. Here's another quote. I love you not only for what you are, but for what I am when I am with you. Perhaps my favorite, a friend knows the song in my heart and sings it to me when my memory fails. Profound thoughts about friendship. Friendship is truly a gift of God. The Old Testament Hebrews understood friendship. They had three different words for friend. The first Hebrew word for friend is raya. It means an associate, somebody you keep company with, an acquaintance. It would be somebody you know fairly well. The relationship is perhaps superficial. Maybe you work alongside them or are back fence neighbors. The second word for friend in Hebrew is aluth. It means to be gentle with, to be familiar with. This takes friendship a step further. These friends would be close, people you talk with about real significant personal issues. You might take a vacation with these friends, go fishing, go for a game together, go out to dinner, or perhaps study the scriptures together. Close friends. You might not see them for a year or two, and when you see them again, you pick up the conversation right where it left off. The third Hebrew word for friend is ahav. It means an intimate, close companion. In Proverbs 18.24, it uses the word ahav when it says, There is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. It is an intimate friend. Remember the story in the Bible in First Samuel 18, describing the relationship between David and King Saul's son, Jonathan? It reads... The soul of Jonathan was knit with the soul of David. And Jonathan loved David as his own soul. It says that Jonathan and David had a love that surpassed the love of a man for a woman. They enjoyed a deep, profound love. Not a sexual love, but an intimate, devoted love. It also says in Proverbs 27, 6, Faithful are the wounds of an ahav a friend, an intimate friend not only loves you but would speak the truth to you even if it hurts. There's still another element in intimate friendship. Jesus says in John 15, "Greater love has no one than this, than he laid down his life for his friends. You are my friends." The truest of the true friend is one with whom there's an intimacy that holds love closer than a brother. It's a relationship with such honesty and devotion that the friend speaks the truth to the other, even if it wounds the person. Yet, for the truth spoken, it's for the good of the other. Intimate friendship holds such love that one would even die for the other. Do you have friends like that? If you do, you are blessed very blessed. So against this backdrop of friendship's value, let's consider the story of Jesus calling Levi to be one of his disciples. Jesus came up to Levi, the tax collector, at his tax booth on the street and said simply, follow me. Immediately, Levi got up, left everything and followed Jesus. Now, tax collectors were among the most hated people of Jesus' culture. They made their living by using their position of power to overcharge their fellow countrymen for self-gain. It was extortion, pure and simple. Some say tax rates at that time were up to 50% of a person's annual income. But secondly, tax collectors were hated because they were traitors, because they had sold out to the Romans, who were cruelly oppressive to the Jews. In effect, tax collectors abandoned their faith in God for financial gain. So when Jesus calls Levi... This hated, immoral tax collector to come follow him as one of his disciples, it must have been a shock. It's very striking to me that when Jesus called Levi, he immediately left everything behind. He didn't pick a rendezvous spot for later after he could pack up his money and belongings, he left it all right where it was in a moment. If we press that idea a bit, still today when Jesus calls a person to come follow, the individual leaves behind their past, leaves their position of power, leaves their old purpose, leaves the hold gripping their possessions, leaves their prestige. When we hear Jesus call us to trust him and follow, we are to leave it all too. But do you know what else the follower of Jesus leaves? He leaves his guilt, his unhealthy rhythms, his immoral behaviors, his rebellious spirit, his egotistical attitudes. Why? Because when Jesus calls us to follow we discover a new Lord who is our friend. Why do we leave it all? Because Jesus loves sinners, and he calls us out to a whole new way of life, a life lived in his love, in his friendship and his grace. We too hear the voice of Jesus call us to walk with him in faith and friendship. I once heard a pastor presenting at an alcoholism recovery conference. This pastor was himself a recovering alcoholic. This is what he said. The greatest compliment anyone can pay me is to call me a sinner. He was discussing how powerful God's grace is to the healing and hope of a recovering person. Do you know why it's a compliment to call him a sinner? Here's what he said. Because Jesus Christ loves sinners. Jesus Christ came to save sinners. Jesus is the friend of sinners. Truly, Jesus Christ came to love and save immoral, broken, flawed people. It's not the healthy who need the doctor. Jesus is the friend of the sin-sick soul. Broken, immoral people have no pretext of being sufficient spiritually by themselves in life. They know that they need God's mercy and grace to rescue them. Sinners know they need a Savior. Can I be blunt? Dear listener, you are an imperfect sinner, not because I know you, but because the Bible makes it clear that every one of us falls short of God's glory and holiness. We are all sinners. We miss the mark. We sinners, then, are attracted to the beauty of Jesus because he befriends and loves and forgives sinners. But there's more to this story. Jesus is not deterred from befriending sinners, nor pushed off his mission of love by the hypercritical judgment of the religious leaders of his time. In fact, sadly, the Pharisees missed the revelation of his identity. The Pharisees missed understanding his mission because they were spiritually arrogant and they couldn't admit their imperfections or confess their sins. Ironically, in their religious fervor, they missed the true essence of the heart of God. They missed Jesus' free gift of salvation to sinners. Their arrogance blinded them. However, the religious leaders did have a point of truth. To say that Jesus is the friend of sinners and that Jesus came to seek sinners shows clearly a universal dilemma. How does God harmonize justice and mercy together? How can the law of God in the Bible be fulfilled and simultaneously guilty people be forgiven? We find the answer in the cross of Jesus. It is because Jesus is a friend of sinners who came to seek and love rebels that Jesus had to die on the cross. Now we're back to John 15, where Jesus told us, greater love has known than this than he laid down his life for his friends. You are my friends, Jesus said. In Isaiah 53, it reads, The Lord God laid on him the iniquity of us all. Jesus, the Son of God, when he sacrificially died on the cross, took the punishment of the judgment that I deserved. In Jesus on the cross, God harmonizes justice and grace. Who could be a better friend to us than Jesus? Is Jesus your friend? Levi, the tax collector, now is a devoted follower of Jesus, but because he's Jesus' ambassador, he wants others to meet his new friend. So he throws a party for all the tax collectors and friends that he has, and he invites Jesus to meet them. It's a banquet of undesirables. Imagine Jesus Christ is the life of that party, mixing with everyone bringing laughter and joy. Levi's relationship with these people opens up the access for a whole new circle of people to meet Jesus and experience life with God. Jesus became their friend because Jesus' arms are open to all. Today, who would be in that party? In today's culture, who do the religious people love to loathe the amazing truth of jesus is he invites everyone to be his friend because he loves us all no exceptions it was just a short time later in luke chapter 7 where jesus finds himself at another party this time not with immoral people on the fringes but rather with the upper crust of society the rich the powerful and the religious at the home of Simon the Pharisee. Here we read another moment of Jesus' tender love shown as friend of sinners. In this formal banquet, as all the guests reclined at table enjoying the food, into the party comes an uninvited guest. It's a woman of the street. "'a prostitute. "'She sets a jar of expensive perfume at Jesus' feet. "'She weeps and her tears wet his feet, "'and she wipes them off intimately with her hair. "'She kisses his feet in adoration and gratitude "'and pours perfume over them. "'This woman has found love and acceptance "'at the feet of Jesus. "'She's a sinner who has fallen in love with her Savior.' And the pain of her guilt and her difficult way of life now finds healing in the acceptance of Jesus, friend of sinners. So also, Jesus calls me his friend. I too, an imperfect sinner, needing what only Jesus can give. And as my friend and your friend, Jesus calls us by name and gives us his forgiving love. Amen. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, how can we ever thank you for coming to us where we are as we are and loving us unconditionally? Thank you for the cross where you gave your life to cover our sins and to invite us to believe that you give to us mercy and forgiveness. Fill us with faith. Ignite within us not only hope, but bring to us a resurrection to new life. Thank you that you are the friend of sinners. Amen. Hear this blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord may his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you his peace. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen
0: you've been worshiping with the ministry of the Christian Crusaders. We pray you may truly understand your need for God's grace and mercy in Jesus Christ, friend of sinners. If you enjoyed our message today and would enjoy hearing it again, we invite you to go to our website, ChristianCrusaders.org, for both an audio and printed version of the program. Christian Crusaders is funded entirely by its devoted listening audience. One method of supporting the ministry is through estate planning. In this way, donors leave a legacy of faith in Christ that extends far beyond their time on earth. To learn more about including Christian Crusaders in your estate planning, call us at one 88 faith That's one 1- 888 Please direct all gifts to Christian Crusaders, 7401 University Avenue, Cedar Falls, Iowa, 50613. Christian Crusaders publishes a quarterly newsletter called The Crusader. Each issue is centered around a theme of spiritual concern. In 2019, our newsletters will explore the 23rd Psalm. If you'd like to receive this free publication, simply drop us an email at cc.naz.org. You can also call us toll-free at 1-888-MY-FAITH. That's 1-888-693-2484. Our mailing address is Christian Crusaders, 7401 University Avenue, Cedar Falls, Iowa, 50613. You can also reach us on our website, christiancrusaders.org, as well as on Facebook. We are happy you chose to worship with us today, and we pray you will join us again next Sunday on this station. Conducting today's service was the Rev. Lee Lavig, pastor of Faith Lutheran Church in Spencer, Iowa, and associate speaker on Christian Crusaders. Christian Crusaders has been broadcasting biblical truth continuously for the past 83 years.